0: IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining me right now, though, is Dr. Carl. He is an Australian science communicator. He's a popularizer. Good morning, Dr. Carl. Do you know that if you were in South Africa, we would call you Docotella? Docotella Carl. Tell me more. Why? Because that's how you say doctor in the vernacular. Ah. Docotella. Doctor Tella, and I
1: do believe that in South Africa, what we call traffic lights are called robots. Yes. Well, some people. And that what we call <laughs> roundabouts are called circles. Yes, traffic circles. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! What is this craziness? Here we are, separated by both the Indian Ocean and a common language.
0: What do you call that thing that people get into in, in order to be transported transported from floor to floor in a building?
1: Two options, lift or elevator. Okay, so it's the same with us. And escalators, do you call them escalators? Yes, although I did end up in trouble in America um, when I was doing some research there, and on one occasion I inquired of one of my colleagues whether I would be able to get transport with them home in the afternoon. And in Australia, the vernacular for obtain or get is score. Could you score me a beer? Oh, and so I said, can you? Can I score a lift with you this afternoon? <laughs> and he looked at me with astonishment saying, why would I want to scratch an elevator?
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, can we talk about, we, went, we were going to talk about aviation, weren't we? Weren't we going to talk Indeed. about planes?
1: Anything. Lay it on me. Tell me what you want to know about. Anything. Although sometimes the answer is, of course, I don't know.
0: Okay, so you know what, maybe first let's start with vaping. Is vaping safer than than smoking?
1: It's differently harmful. The trouble is that you're using the lungs as an entry mechanism for various chemicals. The lungs really have been evolved and optimized over several million years for air only. And if you add any chemicals, they then interfere with the gas exchange. So you breathe in air with 20% oxygen, and what comes out is air with 16% oxygen and 4% carbon dioxide. And the gas exchange, the oxygen and carbon dioxide, has happened over a surface area of some 70 square meters. That's like half a tennis court. And when you take in any chemicals, you start destroying that. And so in the short term, with smoking, with, with vaping, we found that even after one year, that people will have increased coughs, increased incidence of asthma, which in Australia kills a 1,000 people a year, and increased um, upper respiratory tract infections. So it's kind of on a par in the short term with the harm of smoking. Now, at one stage, there was a report out that said that um, – and this was put out by the British government – that the uh, vaping was 95% less harmful – which was the, the, the smoking. And so I went and found the original report which is called Estimating the harms of nicotine containing products using something 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 uh MCDA approach. What that means is they sit down and they all talk with each other and it was a bunch of 12 experts. Firstly, none of them were experts in traffic in, in tobacco control and secondly, three of them were strongly linked with the vaping and the tobacco industry. And they looked at four, uh, twelve different ways of getting nicotine into your body, and worked out fourteen different parameters of how harmful each one was, and then talked about it. And then they said it's 95% harmful. But when you look at now, uh, do you do uh, any reading of scientific papers at all? By the way, depends. <laughs> depends. It depends. Well, yes. But generally, not a scientific paper. They have a section called limitations where they said we should have done this and we should have done that yes. and because we didn't have enough money, blah, blah, blah. In this case, they say the limitation of this study is the lack of hard evidence for the harms of most products on most of the criteria. In other words, they had no evidence. So the right thing would be to say, we have no evidence, but instead, uh, with three of them being associated with the tobacco industry said that and, and vaping, said that vaping causes 95% less harm. And then this was followed up almost immediately uh, by the British government, which then quoted this in an official report called e-cigarettes, an evidence update. And at the same time, it was very strongly disparaged by the probably the number one medical journal in the world, The Lancet, where they said that this is just, let me read here, extraordinary flimsy foundation to base a conclusion on. Um, and so that, you'll find people quoting that and looking at it the other way. People say, oh, well, it's a way to give up smoking. Well, it, it, it does work if you've got a medical team looking after you, but if you're just trying to do it yourself, it doesn't work normally. And secondly... It introduces young people to tobacco. So in Australia 10 years ago, let's look at the children or the, the young people aged 14 to 17. 14 to 17. Yeah. 10 years ago, 1.5% of them had tried to, uh, nicotine. Today, 10.5%, all of them on vaping. And you ask them why, and they say, but the lemonade flavor is so delicious. So, So Here's
0: here's where I have a problem with um, With all this research I mean clearly it's it's flawed Uh, Mm -hmm. But what parents aren't realizing Is that vaping is not just vaping And I don't care if you're telling me about the You know you can get nicotine free What you're doing is you're creating an addiction Smoking is an addiction to nicotine Smoking a cigarette is one way of getting the nicotine into your body I mean I've I've known this. I've I've gone into this I gave up smoking after 40 years. I've been a non-smoker for 4 months. And there's a lot of different ah. ways that you have to tackle it. One is that you have to create new neural pathways. So there's a difference between yeah. I'm an ex-smoker and I am a non-smoker. An ex-smoker when things get tough will pick up a packet of cigarettes and it will be an option of going back. Being a non-smoker a non-smoker will never consider picking up a box of cigarettes when when times get tough. So it's, it's creating a shift. I mean, it's, the people I know who have gone on to vaping, and I, and I quit cold turkey, um, the people I know who have gone on to become, you know, like vaping, actually end up vaping more than they were smoking.
1: Ah, well, uh, it, in general, I'll have uh, roughly five times as many puffs of the vapes during the day as they will of the cigarettes. Yes. Um, secondly, with regard to giving up smoking via nicotine replacement methods, such as vaping under medical supervision or uh, the with mm. the patches, where you take it through the skin, at 12 months the success rate is 10%. It's much higher in the short term like at 1 week, but at 10 at 12 months it's 10%. Cold turkey about 30 to 40%. Yeah. Cold turkey is the most effective way, but it is really hard. And with regard to the nicotine content, in Australia a survey was done of a whole bunch of every product that they could find um that was a vaping product that did not mention nicotine anywhere on the label. And of all of the products that did not mention nicotine, 98% actually contained nicotine. It's cheap and it's an addictive drug, and so that way big tobacco likes you to keep on consuming it. It's kind of diabolical what they're doing to the next generation. In Australia, we were heading to an almost smoke-free next generation, or a nicotine-free generation, but now big tobacco's done its bad thing.
0: Yep, and it won't be the first time. Dr. Carl. Dr. Taylor Carl. I say thank you very much. Gia Bonga. <laughs> Gia Bonga means you, thank you. Worry, okay. thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Go well. Thank you so much. That is Dr. Cole. He is an Australian science communicator and popularizer.